And so make sure you're part of that. Acts chapter 19, let's go. I've got a short time to get this out, and I've got to get through to you guys. This is the third week that we've been in Acts chapter 19. A stra- strange passage, but I think it's very applicable to where we are in society, and I think it's going to speak to us today, and there's some things that I want to say that are going to be jarring, probably. Um, if you've got kids in the room, this is kind of your cue to maybe step out with them. Not that it's going to be so crazy harsh. It's probably not anything that they're not hearing in school. I just want to let you know that I'm going to address some issues, um, and whether they're sensitive or not, it's what's happening in our world, and we need to uh, attack it with the fierce urgency of now, and that we will address these things biblically. What we've seen in this series in Acts is that God is using regular people to change the world. God changes people, but he uses people to go out and share the gospel. That's what has happened, what is continuing to happen here, and it's beautiful. And so, We get a lot of focus on Paul and have focus on his life, and he is preaching, and the the methodology and the power that he is under, the filling of the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit as he goes out and is being a witness, right, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. This is what has happened, what is happening, and it's beautiful. And so Paul's not at the center of this story today, but he is there, and there is something happening. Maybe I can get a little help over here. That would be awesome. Um, Christians have suffered in countries all over the world. We see in this story that there's an attempt to make that happen. And I don't know what's happened in our society, but there's maybe an attempt to press in on us. And so what we experience now and what we enjoy now is a freedom, is a hope that we can go forward with, and it's exciting. So the title of today's message is, What is Really Going On? Like, what is really going on? <laughs> That's how a lot of us feel about what's going on in society. Um, but let's, let's really focus here. I, wanna, I, wanna, I really want to focus on this, and I know there's a, some distractions sometimes, and you need to, as adults and kids, be able to narrow your focus even when there's distractions. So Acts chapter 19, we get here, and there's been ministry, and culture has been shifted with the power of the gospel. The world is changing, and it cannot be stopped. One theologian said when they were trying to Sadducees and the Pharisees and the people against the gospel, they were trying to stop it. It was like a bunch of ants trying to stop a raging river. You can't stop the power of God. You can't stop the gospel of salvation. It's all, it has gone forward. It's always going to go forward. That's why it must be preached. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What is the power of God unto salvation, whereby we must be saved, right? So let's jump in here. Now we know what's happening. Verse 21, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read the whole passage to you and then say a few things, and then we'll pray and let the Lord do his work. Now, after these events, verse 21, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Aristus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time, there arose no little disturbance concerning the way, capital W, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen. Then he gathered together with workmen in similar trades and said, men, you know from this business we have our wealth. And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, 
This Paul has persuaded and turned away a great many people saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is a danger not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute or disrespect, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing and that she may even be deposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. When they heard this, they were enraged and crying out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So the city was filled with confusion. They rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's companions to travel. But when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him. Even some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. Now some cried out one thing and some another, for this assembly was in confusion And most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander, whom the Jews had put forward. And Alexander, motioning with his hand, wanted to make a difference to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two and a half hours, they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there? Who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and a sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet. Do nothing rash, for you have brought these men who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open and, the pro, and there are pro-councils. Let them bring charges one against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in regular assembly, for we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. You are not a God of confusion. You are a God of clarity. And while the world is confused and misguided, you are God in your people. Holy Spirit, you are leading your people into all truth. We receive that. Help us today. Give us clarity, crystal clarity in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So what we see here is a crazy story, right? And, and this kind of sets the tone. Verse 21 really kind of gets us to the story, really gets us in the mode for the rest of the book in Acts. And Paul has his sights on Rome. He knows the, the mission and the vision to share, and he's been sensitive to the Spirit, although he has some leading to go there. One day he's going to get there, right? And it's going to be beautiful. And so he decided, whether through the power of the Holy Spirit or his own spirit, or if his will was aligned with God's, both. Your, your will can, your desire should be lined up with God's. That's how it happens. And so he decides and does this, and it's, it's beautiful as he was purposed and led in this place. And he went, and he had his helpers there. And so what's really happening? There's a disturbance. What has happened here is that what I told you just a few minutes ago is that Paul and the gospel has gone forward and changed culture. The gospel changes culture. How many of you have been changed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah, right? As it should be, right? You once were this. I once was blind. Now I can see. I once was lame. Now I can walk. I once was lost. Now I'm found, right? We know all of those things that we say, but it really is truth, and we should testify to that goodness. And so culture is the same. The culture was lost, but as we invade it with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it changes. 
It changes, right? Drug dealers meet Jesus. Prostitutes meet Jesus. People were in prison. People were lost. People were just atheists. God meets them and changes their life. And it's absolutely a beautiful thing. And I love that that is happening right here in this story. And it's happening right here in this story. But what I see in this story is almost a reversal. See, Paul's going into a hedonistic, pantheistic society where God is everything and everything is God. And we just do what we want in society. And we don't believe that there's this. We have all of these other guys, but we don't believe in the way, right? Capital W. And so we're going to do what we want. And it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And so Jesus shows up and everything begins to change and the power of the Holy Spirit begins to work. And as they share the gospel, lives are changed, cultures are changed, cities are changed. And even these guys testify all over Asia. Wow. Did you know that in China right now, there's about 32,000 people a day coming to know Jesus? 32,000 a day? But here's the truth. In all reality, because of the sheer size of the country, that's a microscopic sliver of people. There's a ton of work to be done. I don't know what the sliver is here, but I know that there's work to be done right here in Homestead. Well, as the gospel is pushing in the culture and culture is being changed, this man Demetrius shows up. He's a silversmith. And what do silversmiths do? They make stuff. They fashion things, right? So he was fashioning idols, so he gets all of his friends who make money out of building idols. And now that the culture has changed, nobody's buying idols anymore. Now you've hit them in the pocketbook. You want to make some changes in the world? I'm talking about the people who don't believe in Jesus. You hit them in the pocketbook. Does this sound familiar? Anybody awake out there? Does this sound familiar what's happening? Right? And you're saying, well, what a boy, uh, boycott this, boycott that. I think we should boycott, and here's why. It, it, it hurts them, and it forces them to change because that's what they care about. Now, as Christ followers, we still care about money. Don't act like you don't, because you do. Everybody here probably drives nice cars and wants to be air-conditioned and nice things and all that. And that's fine. I'm not picking on any of that. But don't, don't act like we're totally above it all, right? We certainly don't want to be hitting the pocketbook. But as evil is pushing forward, right, it's almost a total reversal of what happened in the story. Because 50 years ago, everybody was Christian in America. Not everybody, but... And the vast majority of people. And we wrote it on our money. In God, we trust. It's on our money. We don't tr- people don't trust in God. It's true. They trust in the money. They trust in a little piece of paper. But right? if I can't just get enough of this, then I will have some trust, right? We know all that fades away. It can be burned and be worth nothing instantaneously. But this guy, Demetrius, is really causing a problem because he had a problem. The problem was he didn't have any faith in Jesus. He only had faith in himself and these little idols. And his business had been encroached on, and so he's been hurt. And now we are in the, kind of the opposite situation that we have allowed for years culture to, to come into us. Instead of like increasing light, it feels like it's increasingly dark. Anybody know this? It's like, man, it's just like, it's so heavy. It's so heavy, the things that are going on. And I've been telling you guys for years that they're planning on taking over your kids, right? Right? It's not just your kids. It's your babies. It's you. It's your teenagers. It's the... The old folks, it's everybody. The indoctrination is everywhere. And we've been on our heels so long that now it sounds really jarring when I, when I stand up here and say, this is nonsense. The problem is, 
Right? People want to hide. The devil wants to hide his, his agenda. And so he hides it under issues. That's what he does. He hides it under issues. And so one of the biggest issues in our society is the over-sexualization of children, right? And the total lie and the total demonic manipulation of people and the mutilation of children and then trying to take over kids' minds so they can get them at a young age. And I've told you and I've told you and I've told you and it's here. And so we're pushing back now. And here's the good news is that when it seems like it's dark and you walk in with the light, it's no longer completely dark. Yeah. I was walking through here the other day. It was dark. It was in the evening. And I had my little flashlight on, you know. I just was walking through here like this. And it was dark. And, you know, I was probably singing a song. Dun, 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 dun. And I got all the way around there. And Kristen, who's on staff with us, popped up off the back row like this. Hey. I've been in seven years in South Florida, so I can, I can throw a shoe. Uh, but and seriously, but the good news is like in that dark room, she did scare me. My heart hurt for like two days. Uh, <laughs> rebuking the demons and fighting off the devil. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but the good news is it wasn't completely dark in here. You know what would have been better? If you had light in here and you had light in here and you had light in here, it wouldn't have been dark at all. And Kristen would have been exposed right there on the back row. The weird thing is, like, the devil's not even hiding anymore. He's jumping right in your face, straight off the bat. He's trying to meet you right over in your, in your spiritual just as you're coming out. Bam! And people don't even do anything about it. We're on our heels like, what do we do? What do you mean, what do we do? We quit, we quit playing. We quit allowing them to press in, and we push back. We push back. So these issues, this issue of like sexuality or like identify as this, right? This is an issue that he can, he can get you to identify. Oh, I, I hold on to this thing or I hold on to this thing. I'm going to go over here. That's a lie from the pits of you know where, right? That is what the enemy wants because if you know Jesus and he knows you, you don't identify as anything other than a child of God and a disciple of Jesus. That's your identity. It's in Christ. God is not confused. And the people who know God are not confused. We have crystal clarity for this next season. Devil, I see you for what you're trying to do. I see you for who you are, and you will have nothing in my house. So parents, you better grab your kids and you better sit them down. Kids in the room, parents, you might like this. I, I told you, I already warned you. You kept him in here. Kids, if you're feeling a little confused, stop it. Stop it. We love you. I'm so glad you're here. If you struggle with this, if you if you got addiction issues, I'm so glad you're here. Right? You you got same sex attraction issues. I'm so glad you're here. Right? You you're a lying cheat. I'm so glad you're here. Right? 
All of us are, 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 have issues in our life. We all need Jesus. But we're not going to stand here. I cannot stand up here and tell you that everything's okay. Let's come about our business and say, no, when you come into this place, it's to meet Jesus. And when you encounter Jesus, he never leaves you the same. He always changes. You always leave different. The good news is you don't have to wait till Sunday, church. This should be every day. The enlarging of your capacity to understand his love, to move at his voice. Being filled, indwelling of the Spirit of God, pursuing righteousness and holiness. Be holy as I'm holy. There's so much to say about this. I don't, I don't have time to get everything, but I want, I want you to get a few things. Some of these things are just, it's just demonic. It's just absolutely demonic. We've, we've allowed tolerance to soften us, to soften us. We start, toler we start tolerating things. Just like if you let your kid talk back to you when they're three, what do you think they're going to do when they're 15? Seriously, don't let your kids talk back to you, Right? Kids, you want, to, you want to talk back to your parents? Why don't you start paying some bills? Since you've got everything figured out. Tolerance, listen, tolerance leads to being taken over. What you tolerate in the end will rule you. And as disciples and holy people of God, we're no longer tolerating the devil's nonsense. We will stand for righteousness and we will push back. In our schools, and I, I get it, I get it, I get it. Some of you are like, oh, teachers, you don't know. And a little, I mean, we gotta fight back. We gotta fight back. There's a, there's a trick that the enemy loves to use. If you listen closely, you'll hear many Satanists, people who profess to worship Satan. If you listen closely, what they'll say is, we don't really believe in Satan. That's what they'll say. And so, it's like when I grew up, it was like, ah, oh, you know, don't listen to this in the background. And yes, like, be careful what you listen to, right? But it'll, it'll, it'll start invading you, and you're like, oh, so what they want to do is they just want to get you to like, hey, just do whatever you want. This is whatever you want. We, we just really just believe in having a good time. We don't really believe in the devil. We don't believe in God. We don't believe in the devil either, but we do believe in having a good time, and the devil's got you. Right, this is a, a ploy of the enemy and the, the hedonism or, or doing whatever you want in society and, and claiming hyper grace on it is gonna get you in trouble, church. Stand with me real quick. We gotta finish this up, I'm not done. We'll tell you a few more things. Ten Commandments is very clear. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. None. Demetrius didn't like it because it cost him, right? Target doesn't like it. Because it costs them. Pick your, pick, your, pick your brand. Like, I mean, it's really, like trying to navigate this thing is pretty wild, honestly. I mean, we all might be back to leaves and fig leaves and I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> it's going to be a wild sight. Hopefully Jesus come back and get us before then. But here's the, the biggest thing is people have made themselves into gods in their life. That's what it is. I identify as this, and it's important to me, and so you will worship me. 
That's what's happening, right? Not only, not only do you have to tolerate now, you've got to celebrate it. And if you don't celebrate it, then you're a hater. And if you're a hater, then we're going to persecute you. If you don't think that's coming, you are asleep. You are asleep. We have grown men pretending to be young women. And many have not only accepted it, but celebrated it. They're literally sponsored. These are grown men pretending to be young women who are sponsored by feminine product issues. And somehow we've gone, a bunch of people are like, oh yeah, this is okay. People are trapped. And listen, what I don't want us to get trapped to is just the money argument. I don't want to get caught in the boycott. And he's like, boycott, yes, I already told you, I think we should do that. Hit him in the pocket with hurt. What I do want to get trapped in is the love of Jesus. The holiness that we are called to. Paul said, I, I didn't get there yet, but I'm apprehended by his love. He's got a hold of me. He's I can't help myself. I just have to go. I just want to know you, God. And as we know him, the capacity enlarges. I, I my capacity to understand his love and grace and mercy. And here's the whole truth of it. We're sinners and he is merciful. And he's calling us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the abhorred evil that is evident in this uh, society uh, there, it's, it's no longer hidden. I've already told you this. It's very much in your face. Now you get to decide what you're going to do with it. Because you're like, how do I deal with this? Like, how do I deal? Like, how do I do it? Parents, you get your kids and you start praying. You're like, oh, we never prayed before and it's weird. Well, it's going to be real weird when your kid comes back and says, hey, I feel like this. No, you don't feel like that. We're going to get our kids. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to read the word together. We're going to devote. We're going to come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And we're going to get a connect group. But better than that, we are a connect group. Our family is a connect group. And we connect with the Lord first and foremost. And we are going to fight this battle first in the home. Right? And then everywhere else. Everywhere else. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, church. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, thank you for your presence in this place. It's not by might or by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord. Holy Spirit, convict in this room. Establish truth in the hearts and the minds of people in this room. You are not a God of confusion. You are a God of crystal clarity, of vision, of purpose, of future. God, you are grounding us you are grounding our church. You are grounding our families. You are grounding our kids in this room. Father, I pray for our kids. I pray for the teenagers and the middle schoolers and the elementary kids, even the babies in this room, even the babies who are in the wombs of their mom right now. I pray that you protect their minds, their hearts, God. Send them people who love them, will share the truth with them, will disciple them, will walk and surround them with love, but also with grace and mercy and truth wrapped up. That's how you do it, God. God, let us be rooted and grounded in you, in your word. Lord, expose the enemy and his plans. Expose him, Lord, in our schools, 
and any, any places that he would try to devour our children. We put our lives in your hands. It's the best place for it. We don't bring a lot to the table, but you got our hearts, God. You got our hearts. Sear them, seal them, hold them. God, I thank you for every person in this room. It's not by accident. Have your way in our lives. Let us take back, let us push back against culture to hold on to truth. God, we are swinging your sword, the sword of the Spirit, and it cuts deep. May it cut deep into Homestead, in South Florida, in our country. You're not done with us, God. Save many people and humbly use us in this next season. We believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that you are our Lord and Savior. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we put our hands together, church? Let me tell you a couple things real quick. If you ever have anything you want to talk about, we are here for you. And all the hard things I said today does not mean I don't love you. I love you. And I'm glad you're here. And if you ever want to talk about anything, we are here to walk alongside of you. And we're believing God's best for you in this next season. Uh, we always pray a benediction here. Psalm 1914. Let's pray it like we're really going to do it. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Love you guys. God bless you.